Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of You Said 100 Miles. I'm your host, Bob. Uh, joining me today, as always, Sass. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, we are coming to you um, not quite on Badger Eve, but pretty darn close. Oh my God, are you doing something this weekend? Uh, no. No, nothing? Laying around. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I love a lay around day. Lay around days are the best. Nice. You gonna get real day drunk? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice, 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 yeah. nice, nice. That's now, great. I thought you had something going on this weekend. Uh, I'm not sure where you got that from. Uh, so I, no, mm. I should check my calendar. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it is. I, I could get day drunk if I wanted to on Saturday. <laughs> uh, that might work against my goals. I mean, just a little bit. I knew some uh, some people in the rag rye who would go out after we'd on the bike that day and they would get real drunk and then that next morning have to get back on the bike which mm-hmm. hungover bike ride i ooh, can't recommend it personally <laughs> yeah it doesn't sound like a great time it sounds like maybe you're like maybe this was not the time to do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm on so um to just to be clear it's wednesday and uh the Badger 100 is Saturday, so this will be uh, our last show before the race. Um, and so for the next, you know, really two days at this point, um, I'm I'm kind of on like dietary lockdown <laughs> and uh, just trying to. Uh, stay hydrated, get some carbs and and get everything ready to go. So we're bringing it all today, the drama, the vigor, the work, <laughs> the nerves, the calorie deficit. It's all here. It's all here. <laughs> um well, and so I took off today through I met well, I'm actually taking off for a lot longer, but in terms of the race, um, today through Monday, right? That's really smart. Now, I worked half a day today, but <laughs> <laughs> because work never... I, I, see, and then when, this was one of those lessons I had from Tunnel Hill, which was work... It's like, if I was like going on a vacation with the family, it'd be like, okay, no. I took off today. It's mm-hmm. a drop dead. But because it's for a race, it's like... If there's stuff that people really need me to get done, it's like, okay, I got to find a way to get it done. And, you know, when it's for, when I got like a vacation or something coming up, Mm -hmm. like I can stay up all night and just knock it out and get it done. But because I need to, um, you know, I need to get my sleep this week. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I can't do that. So, you know, that work that I would have stayed up late to get done, I had to do today. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's fine. Um, but that that does play into the strategy of, like, building those buffer days in mm-hmm. um, to make sure I have it. Um, and that, you know, so, like, when I closed my laptop today, that was a great feeling. It was like, okay, 
now I am now I'm really done. I don't have to worry about it uh, for two weeks. And uh, I got the stuff out the door that I really needed to. And now I don't have to worry about it. And I'm not like behind on things I need to do for the race. Good, 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 good. You want to be in a good headspace. Yeah. So that already drastic improvement over um, going into the last one. So last time we chatted, you you were having some, was it foot pain or ankle pain? Uh, How's that doing? That's been good. Good, yeah. good, good, good. I was concerned. <laughs> yeah, probably about um, probably about a f- couple days after the last episode we recorded, the, the pain kind of just completely went away and I haven't, I haven't even noticed it or like... I remember last episode we were saying like I can tell there's something go you know something's there like I can feel it doesn't hurt but mm-hmm. like it's there um and that nothing anymore so um, oh good I've never performed surgery but I think I could have gotten you a new ankle and stitched it on <laughs> I'm con- I'm confident in my ability to do that hey I mean I'd let you try I mean honestly like this close to the race it'd have been like what do we need to do what do you want to try we'll try anything. Well, Grave robbing? I'm in. Let me get my shovel. <laughs> well, that was the interesting thing because I talked, um, I had a, a Zoom with my crew um, and we, in you know, in hindsight, that would have been like great to record and put on the podcast. Or, Who was like, your crew? Who? How many so, people you got? So I have um, my brother, Mikey, he's coming in. He's um tomorrow night and he's going to actually be my crew person um my buddy paul who i uh paced at kettle moraine and um at another 50 miler here uh he's going to pace me for the last 40 miles Mm -hmm. and then his girlfriend is going to come up and uh she she'll be tagging along with my brother and crewing as well Okay, very nice. So, what's her name? Lindsay. Lindsay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna. Um, they'll be there for me, which is really nice. Um, you know, with that, I'll I'll see my brother roughly every ten miles. Okay. So, okay. so when they crew for you, like tell break that down for me. What does that look like? Like during your race, like you every ten miles, does somebody like. Does he pop up to just to be like, how you feeling? Does he run with you? What does this look like? So what'll happen? So along the route, there are aid stations that are designated as crew aid stations. Mm-hmm. So at those points, my brother and Lindsay and Paul can meet me and they can, um, you know, we can, they can give me stuff. Mm-hmm. They can take stuff I don't need or, you know, uh, it, it, we'll go into a little bit more of what I expect out of that um, in a minute. But so it's at, at predefined spots. Okay. Like until I pick up Paul pacing me uh, later in the race, they they don't run with me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so they, it's, almost, it's, it's a little like a pit crew for like if you were in the I don't know, NASCAR or something like that. Like you roll yeah. in and they're like, all right, tires need to come off. You need a granola bar, you know, exactly. dump some water on you kind of a thing. Exactly. Nice. So what I what I picture what 
this was and this was one of the things that was such a great experience for me to get to go out and crew Kevin um at Western States was seeing getting a an experience with seeing crews in action and seeing what what would work for me and what kind of I I'll be looking for and you know kind of what I'm you know I put together like this checklist that I'll give to my brother and uh, you know it's going to be like I roll into the aid station um, I meet him he hands me new water bottles that we exchange water bottles Mm -hmm. Um, he'll run through the checklist of like asking me how very specific things are like do like how are your feet okay do we need to change your socks do you need to change your shoes Mm -hmm. um do you need to change your shirt do you need you know and there's stuff like that and also like have you been dizzy like um are you having you know do you are you needing something sweet or something salty or you know so it's everything. It's like literally everything from like your equipment it's, to how your mental state is looking. Right. To that's, that's actually really smart for something. I, I think we've kind of brought it up before where like people are always probably asking you like, isn't your, you know, aren't you worried about your health or your heart or yada, yada, yada. But like, I mean, there are so many things built into this race to make sure that people are doing well. Yeah. And I think when, it, you know, uh, in, in in a lot of ways, one of the cool things about ultras is that you can't you can't push the line, like you can't. I was talking about this with someone the other day. Like the race distance that people like fall over dead all the time from is the marathon. Why is that? Do they know? Is it just people push themselves too hard? Yeah, I mean it's because the marathon is for your recreational runner the marathon's going to be the furthest distance that you can and i guess for everyone really but is the furthest distance that you can really redline it Mm -hmm. um you know if you look at the elites who are completing the marathon in just over two hours like you know they're (laughs) going they run that really really that's 13 (sighs) miles per hour almost like it's you know, so you're pushing your body at the limit for an extended period of time. Once you get into the ultra distances, you can't maintain zone four. Right. Or even zone three for that entire distance. So you do have to back it off. And you know, you're you there are there are other health risks and you know, it, it's not completely uncommon that people will have health you know, an issue here and there, but in general, it's a very safe, um, safe activity. Um, so, but I mean, it, I remember playing softball at like twelve in you yeah. know, heat stroke in like heat stroke central, and everybody like passing out around yeah. me. So, yeah, it's there's always a small degree of risk in any sing- every sport yes. you play. Yep, and it, the the best thing you can do is to just accept those and then try to see like t- how do we catch try these? Do we have it. enough water for everybody? Yep. Are people are do you have pacers like you guys do? Do you have aid stations? Yep. Is somebody going to make sure that nobody passed out on the trail and nobody found them? It sounds like you have that. So, yeah. and that's that's a nice thing. Like 
the furthest you ever are from an aid station is three miles. Oh, nice. Three That's really smart. Three and a half miles. So, um, you know, if you do have an emergency, and, you know, at least at this race, like, you're never you're never too far from a road where, you know, an ambulance could get to or, or if you were having an emergency. So it, it's, it is very safe. And so, like, I'm not... That part doesn't worry me. Um, the you know the part that does that I do worry about is that I would get you know I might push myself to a point where my my body's defenses get higher and they say mm-hmm. nope you got to sit and you got to stop mm-hmm. and you know because um, and that's where having uh, one a really you know a pretty I, I've conceptualized a race plan that I'm really happy with. Okay. And um, and stick to that race plan as long as possible and use my crew. Um, and, you know, that's, that's what I really need to do on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, not just to make sure... I stay safe, but to also get to the end of the the race. So, would you, know. you say that's where like a majority of your nerves right now for this are located? Because I'm not even I'm not even going to ask like, are you nervous? That's a dumb question. <laughs> of course you're nervous. So like, where is it mostly that like we're going to see a repeat a ton of hell? Like, what are you nervous about the most? Do you think? Um, I think what I'm nervous about the most, more than anything, is blisters. Okay. Um, I'm what happened at Tunnel Hill. I it's like it's weird because like I took I did take a lot of lessons from it, mm-hmm. but most of what happened at Tunnel Hill stemmed from me going in sick. I would say like the more I thought about it and the more like context you gave me for it, I was like you were just exhausted. Like your body yeah. was like we can't do this. We are exhausted. And I think you know that me being me not being recovered and you know led to whatever bad gait I was doing at mile 43 and that threw me because I I mean I've run 50 miles several times now Mm -hmm. I've not had that issue um any other time so you know that to me um is one of the that's like okay that was that was an isolated incident. Um, I'm coming into this healthy. I'm feeling good. So now it's okay. Let me take care of the other things that were not me being sick related to that were troublesome last time. And let me, um, just make sure that, um, do what I, you know, be as proactive as I can about, blister prevention mm-hmm. and if as long as I do that you know I feel very confident it's kind of like it's this weird position to be in where I I simultaneously feel very confident mm-hmm. and yet there's still this level of unknown oh yeah no you know? that doesn't shock me at all yeah. well, you, you have you have so much 
there's so many miles under your belt. You have so many like different you've put your body through quite a lot of different things where like different temperatures, different mileage, different equipment, different terrains. So like you do have a certain amount of information, but you know, unfortunately, you know, every race is going to be different yep. and this is the one you've been aiming for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I'm, I'm excited to be out there. I mean, and I'm, I'm just genuinely excited about this race. Like, all of my running friends are going to be nice. at this race. Um, many of them are running with me. Um, not running with me, but they'll be <laughs> running the race. <laughs> they'll be they'll be running the race as, uh, as well. Uh, and many of them will be at aid stations. And it's funny. One of the things my pacer Paul said, told me he was like, because he experienced this at Kettle Hill is like Bob knows freaking everybody it's like every <laughs> aid station he stops to talk to people he's like, like I can't help it if I'm beloved okay <laughs> and I'm like ah, yeah I know and he's like you just gotta get through the aid stations and it's like, I know I know Paul uh, and, and that is true like you don't want to like aid station time can really hurt you mm. um, and really add a lot of time quickly i mean are you worried about time like is the time something you're aiming for with this my only goal is to finish okay that's a good goal um or i should say my primary goal is to finish and that is the nothing else actually matters besides the finish right if i told you I didn't have a time in mind, I'd be a damn dirty liar. <laughs> like, of course I have a secret time that I want. God, sass. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's just, I see that, that, that time goal as like more of a guideline. Okay. And like, uh, okay, I picked that time because I think that's what I can, that's what I can do. And I want to try and stick close to that. But if I if I slow down, so be it. Um, it re- I really, you know, is I, I know I have thirty six hours to finish this. Mm-hmm. To that end, past thirty hours, like you start getting to a point where, uh, like you you just get tired of being out on the course, mm-hmm. and so where like as you just want to keep not moving time to a minimum so that you're not you're not dragging out the time on the course because you you, it's you're gonna feel it late in the race if you know if you took so there are i believe it's 19 aid station stops okay throughout the race there's one there's one aid station about every five miles. Um and so that if you take so let's round that to twenty just for ease. If you take every three minutes, if you average three minutes of aid station time, that's gonna equate to an extra hour on your race time. Okay. Double that to six minutes at every aid station. Okay. Now you're at an extra two hours. So it, it, it really it really adds up. So 
being diligent about getting into an aid station, getting what you need and getting out is Mm -hmm. really, really important. Okay. Um, Now that said, I know that last time I go through some of the aid stations where I know a lot of people. (laughs) You're like running for mayor, like, nice to see you. How you doing? Nice to see you. How you doing? Thanks for coming out. (laughs) Like, I'm thinking, like, the last time through Hollywood, um, I'm probably going to take a minute to take pictures with my friends at the aid station. You know, um, but until that time, you know, it's it's real. It really will be like, okay, I got to go. I got to go. And that's one one of the nice things about having my brother there is like a lot of that. Like, if I was running solo and people do. Like, it's not uncommon to run solo um, and just support yourself by drop bags. But if I was running solo, okay, at each aid station, um, I will have to, you know, refill my hydration. Now, the volunteers will usually fill them for you. Mm. But get all my bottles refilled. Mix them with my nutrition products that I'll be using and I've got a list of them for this because it even though the weather's looking much better it's going to be hot still going to be warm so I've got my list of new pre- okay I've got to do that uh I've got to be the one who asks myself who like goes through that mental checklist and you know make try and make sure I don't miss anything make sure I don't ignore my feet like it, it's very easy to when your feet don't hurt to ignore slight discomforts that in a hundred mile race are going to be problematic in 10 miles. Um, but if somebody, if, you know, my brother asks, how are your feet and any discomfort? I'm like, eh, and he can be like, okay, let's take off your shoes real quick. Let's just look, make sure we, it's not a problem. And then you can go you stretch throughout the race like is that something that's helpful at all for you um so there is one stretch i i do uh throughout the race and it's something um i actually i'll give credit to uh jonathan savage or fell runner um that he it's a stretch and i think he actually got it from somebody else but it it's kind of like hold on to you. Basically, you hold on to something like a, a tree or a post or something, and you kind of do like a squat type thing. Ah, uh, um, yeah, yeah, okay. Do that a couple times. That can loosen you up. Um, the other thing that's good, and I got this from a running buddy in uh, my running club. He is um, periodically take a few minutes and just run fast. Oh, okay. Get everything really heated up. Just remind your body what running, <laughs> what, <it's, laughs> what running is, and and the lion came out of the shadows. You're like, okay, we gotta go forward. Well, this is an interesting point because if you look at running efficiency, mm-hmm. um, and this is something I'm I'm really interested in, and um, just kind of the science behind it. If 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 you look at Um, graphs of running efficiency Um, you'll see that you start getting much 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 more efficient around nine minute miles now unless you're 
a really, really, really strong ultra runner, you're not averaging nine minute miles. I mean, there are people who average seven minute miles, <laughs> but you know, those are outliers. Um, so you're not, you're never going, you're very rarely going to be running that pace. So if you're running, you know, 10 minute miles, 11 minute miles, even 13 minute miles, like it just gets more efficient or more inefficient as you drop down um, your pace. And like right around, I think it's, I think it's like around 11, I'd have to look again, but between 11 and 13 minute miles are incredibly inefficient. So you're using a lot more energy to do the same amount of work as you would um, if you were going slightly faster. The catch is, if you go faster, your heart rate's going to go up, puts you in a different um, heart rate zone, you're burning more um, glycogen, and, and that's not good, especially in a race that's this long. So you kind of got to keep, like, even though it's more efficient to run nine minute miles, you can't really maintain that. Um, but occasional, uh, occasional bursts of speed, uh, like, will just help you feel better, you know, get the muscles moving uh, and the joints moving in a way that's more mechanically advantageous. But... Would you say once like motion is lotion kind of a thing? Motion is lotion. Motion is lotion. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I you know, so between you do do a little bit of that stretch. Um, if I'm not feeling, uh, if I'm feeling kind of off, like okay, maybe tr- try um, do like a, a a short burst of speed. Um, but at the end of the day, just keep moving forward. That's all you can really do with running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you think about it, 36-hour cutoff is now it's 101.5 miles. Um, it's not 100 exactly. So that's for 36 hours, that's just under a 20-minute mile. Okay. That's walking. So just got to keep keep moving forward. It somehow seems mean that it's like just over a hundred. <laughs> like to train for a hundred, surprise! So a mile and a half more. You know, that's such a funny thing too because when people first get into the ultra running world, um, you know that that it's very common that that's the case, or you know, a fifty mile race is actually fifty three. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and that largely stems from, you know, nature isn't, you know, does not conform to uh, track standards. There's not like a hundred miles etched into an old wise tree <laughs> that lets you know. <laughs> um, it'd be funny if there was. That'd be hilarious. Yes, it would. The chosen ones have found the tree. You must run the hundred miles. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a hell of a story. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, yeah, to, uh, you want to get across this bridge? Okay. You gotta run 100 miles first. 
feels like a side quest in like a Zelda game. Like, <laughs> you, know, you gotta run the hundred miles now. Go train, Link. Zelda can wait, okay? You gotta go do this. You gotta go train. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm picturing the video game. Like, you find shoes when you lift up rocks and. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta go buy like the good shoes with the, like the little the little like rubies you find. <laughs> this is the thing I should do. I should I should program a game that is training to run a hundred miles. Uh, they're not called Hokos. They're called Sokos or something. <laughs> We're like, I, there's no. Why would you think they're the same shoe? <laughs> Completely coincidental. <laughs> but yeah, so. Yeah, it, it, so it's I'm I'm sure I'm just picturing in my head the reaction I'll have in my head like when I hit a hundred when my watch hits a hundred miles and I'm looking at it and I'm like I know I've still got a mile and a half to go. You're like, ugh. <coughs> Excuse me. But at least at that point, I know where I'll be on the trail, and um, you know that's if you make it to that point, you know. That's a good marker in your head, I think. Like, even though, <coughs> excuse me, even though you know, like, oh my God, there's still a mile and a half left. On the other hand, there's only a mile and a half left and you've done a hundred miles. Right. Yeah. So it's, it will be, it, it's not, yeah. And it's not like you'll go through another aid station or no. anything like that. Like, nah, it's just, just a little further down the road. I gotta tell you, Bob, not to like jinx this or anything, but I have nothing but confidence in you about this. Like, I have, I am fully full of confidence that this is, this is gonna, that you're gonna finish this. I don't want to say go well, just because I don't want to jinx it, but I'm gonna say finish. <laughs> I don't want whatever deity is listening to be like, well, I'll show you. Well, it, it, it is that is that you mentioned that it has been kind of funny because um, there is. If I look at the weather. Okay. So, um, when Saturday first showed up on the extended forecast, it was projecting like upper 90s, mm-hmm. sunny, and um, in the last couple of days, it has taken a completely different turn. Now we're looking at like a high of 82. I will tell you, a friend of mine over the weekend was like, oh, next week's going to be gross. And I was like, what do you mean? And they said, you know, oh, 90s. And and my first thought was, oh, that'll suck. I can't take my walk at work. And then immediately after that, I was like, oh, no, Bob's race. <laughs> like, my immediate, I was like, no. <laughs> I hope it goes down. I hope it goes down. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, and that's a, that's an interesting thing to think about, too, because it's, you know, when I signed up for the race, like, I knew I signed up for a race at the end of July. But sometimes July gets weird at the end. Like, sometimes you get those weird dip temperatures. Yeah, and, you know, I'll certainly take it. But it, it could have been, you know, or, you know, and there's always, there's still a chance. You know, you typically at this point, the forecast is pretty accurate. It'll be maybe a couple degrees, plus or minus, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be drastically different. Um is this like in the woods? Is there going to be a lot of shade? The trail, um, it's a rail trail. Okay. Uh, and so there are sections that are more exposed. Um, a lot of it is shaded. 
Okay, good. Uh, you know, it's got trees on both sides. So, uh, you know, like around, depending on exact time of day, you know, the, the sun may be right overhead and mm-hmm. there's not going to be much shade. But, um, you know, I, I think for me, my entire thought process on this race, you know, whether it was going to be 98 degrees or you know, hopefully what we're looking at. Um, Now, the entire, my entire approach to it is take it very, very conservatively Mm -hmm. during the day. Get to nightfall. Yeah. Once the sun goes down, then the race is on. Okay. Good. So, you know, ideally... I'm getting, so I'm picking Paul up at Monroe, which is um, the second time through Monroe, which is mile 60. And, um, you know, once I pick him up, uh, hopefully, you know, my hope is that we'll be able to uh, run a lot more. Okay. um, Overnight. And um, so, and it's all just contingent on me making it to that point being hydrated well enough mm-hmm. uh and having gotten enough energy and okay. so one of the things that i've done did we talk about sweat tests on the last episode i don't recall us talking about this okay i, I didn't think so um so what i one of the things i've done in the last two weeks has been to do a series of sweat tests what is that explain that to me so what a sweat test is, is you weigh yourself, you go run for an hour, mm-hmm. and then you weigh yourself again. So kind of like what wrestling people would do if they had to make weight. Kind of, yeah. Kind of? Okay. Yeah. Um, but whereas the wrestler, a wrestler is just trying to lose as much weight as possible um, to get to their weight, my a sweat test is more trying... Is just to establish how much water weight are you losing. Oh, okay. Okay. I've never heard of this. Okay. So what I did is I ran that at a couple of different paces in a couple of different temperatures. Okay. And in in a couple of different humidity levels. And what I came to figure out is that at like... At just under 15-minute miles, at midday, I will sweat 1.5 liters per hour. Is this helping you figure out how much water you need to replace? Exactly. There we go. Okay, because my, my first thought was like, well, maybe this is helping with like poundage? I'm like, nah, probably not. So, okay, that makes sense. Right. So, like, I know, so there's, you, the human body can only process about one liter of water per hour. Okay. Now, there's some anecdotal evidence suggesting that if you sip a lot, take a lot of small sips, like you'll be able to process a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's, it's not firm. In general, you use the one liter per hour. So, you know, if I go into that and I drink a liter of 
water per hour, but I'm losing a half liter. Okay, so then I'm going to lose a half liter or a full liter every two hours. You know, that adds up fast. And, you know, at that rate, I'd lose about 20 pounds mm-hmm. in water weight throughout the course of the race. And that's not that's not sustainable. Okay. So what that tells me is really what I've got to do at peak day is run more is like more of a power hike and do like 17 minute miles. Keep my heart rate down and stay stay as cool as possible. Okay. Um, that will probably involve an ice bandana. Um, God bless the ice bandana. Oh, it's so great. And uh, just not pushing it too hard in the middle of the day. Because if I can get to, you know, I get to nightfall, as soon as the sun goes down, like that drastically um, improves what I can do pace-wise. I'm just going to say Ice Bandana also sounds like something that Link can find in this running video game we're going to make. Yep. The Ice Bandana. The Ice Bandana. <laughs> the mythical Ice Bandana. Ooh, the mythical Ice Bandana. Mm. Have you ever had coconut water? Yeah, I like it. I used to use it in uh, roller derby. Yeah? Do you like the taste? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I. My big concern with everything is always is there sugar in it because I feel like they sneak it in there. And I'm trying to cut down on that. And so coconut water, uh, I don't think, has any in there. And it's got a nice kind of sweet taste to it. Yeah, I wonder if it actually does have any added sugar. Um, Because I remember I was eating dried fruit once and I was like so proud of myself. I'm like, look at you with your dried fruit snack. Why does this taste so good? And then I look at the package. I'm like, oh, we've added a lot of sugar to this. And I'm like, ah, come on. It does have added sugar, but it's just one gram. That's not bad. No. That's okay. Yeah. But I, I a lot of people were actually telling us when I would, had started playing that it was really good for late dehydration. So, I I this is a recent find for me. I really like it, um, and it's so much better than having a Coke. I I have successfully cut like soda out of my life, and I really now every time I'm like I'll have a pop, and I have one. I'm like, oh god, like that's a lot of sugar. Yeah. I, I've stopped, uh, I I just don't drink Diet Coke anymore. That's like, good, though. That's great to cut that out. I mean, I know, I know there's a lot of conflicting information about um, artificial sweeteners out there. There is, but still, <laughs> it's I, I think good to just cut it out. Yeah, it's like, if we can just not have it, that's probably not a bad thing, in my opinion. Um, sorry for the derailment on that. That's okay, coconut water. This is brought to you by coconut water. Coconut water. An ad we don't have. I I do, I will have a couple of the smaller guys of these. There is a point, I feel like, when you're doing, like, a very excessive workout where your body just doesn't want water anymore for some reason. So, like, getting something with a different flavor in it is usually a good idea. Yeah, I mean, so I'll be doing, I have... My hydration plan is kind of ridiculous. Explain it to me. Break it down. So I've got, I'll have three 550 milliliter bottles on me Okay. at all times. One of those bottles will have tailwind in it. Okay. One of those bottles will have a mix of UCAN energy powder 
and LMNT, which is the saltiest thing known to man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you're going to sweat that much, good. You'll need something. And the the third one will either be just water or Gatorade. Okay. Um, and I've 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 run and tried this before, and it's it, it's been fine with my stomach. Um, but uh, the the idea there being, um, each of those is a little. You know, Tailwind has some calories. The Yukan has some calories. Um, LMNT, I don't want to do just LMNT because it is that salty. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm a salty sweater, so it's like, <laughs> you know, in theory, like, I could, I could, like, take on 2,500 milligrams of salt uh, an hour. Um, but that, that's just an insane amount of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I can switch to that if I need to, if I do need more salt, um, especially in the midday, like we can, we can change it up, but that's the plan. That's the plan to start. So we can, we can alter the plan Okay. as we go on. And, um, but, uh, that's what I want to stick with and make sure I get some aid station food at nice. each aid station. Uh, so, yeah, it's like I've got the plan. I've got my pacing plan. Like, I've got my nutrition plan. I've got my pacing plan. Now it's just like, let's go. Let's just go. Like, I'm. I hate the lead up to anything. I'm terrible. I just want the thing to happen. Like my, uh, it's I, I'm a practice packer. I I over I over prep for everything because I just want the thing to happen. Yeah. Well, and and not just I just want the thing to happen. It's like I know after I I get this done and I I have I can I'll look back at it. I'll see the stuff I really didn't use or didn't need or I over prepared. And I and I know like if you look at my kit when I in my in the back of my van you're gonna be like oh my god <laughs> this guy what is it? and that's you know it's fine it's it's better to be over prepared than to realize you forgot something yeah um I also know like how Saturday goes is not going to depend on did I forget my absolute most favoriteest bandana you know like. There are a couple of things you can't screw with. Like you can't you can't screw up your shoe. No. But it's so much of the rest of it is like you know is is the, you don't want to worry too much about it. I think it's this thing where you're if you're like me, your brain needs something to do. Like it is running at like 100 miles an hour and it's got to go somewhere. And you can't like distract it exactly, so you have to kind of give it something that's related to your activity, which is where your what comes in when you're like, I'll bring four bandanas of four different colors just in case I wake up that morning and I'm like, I really feel like the green bandana will give me the best look on this. Like it's not going to, it will not matter in the moment. Yeah. You will not think about it. But leading up to it, your brain is like, I gotta do something, so you better figure out a project. It's like giving it a fidget spinner. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so speaking of bandanas, this is something funny. So, like a year ago, I had zero bandanas. How many do you have now? So many bandanas. It's <laughs> like I got a bandana at um, at the Sugar Badger last year, mm-hmm. and I was like, I ran with, and I was like, oh, I really. This is actually nice to run with instead of a hat. And um, and then for the Christmas in July race last year, like I was like, okay, I've got one bandana. I would like a, a second so I can switch them out as I sweat through them. And um, so then I ended up with another one. And then like, I got one as like a thing in uh, like as like it came with some energy <laughs> products I bought. And then there was an, I got another one for volunteering at Sugar Badger this year. It's like and and I I got one to like as like the I need something to get free shipping mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on an order as one does. So now I've got like this collection a bandanas. See, that's interesting because I don't like a bandana, but I do like a hat. And I've noticed that uh, my collection of hats is uh, is is getting up there because you can't just have one because it gets disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to run the next day, you can't use the same hat. And then let's say you want to run every day. Well, you now you got five disgusting hats. You might as well just keep buying more hats. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a there's a part of me that wants to approach that with logic, and uh, but I'm going to choose not to do that. Good and. Um, <laughs> And support you in Thank your you. endeavor to buy more running hats. <laughs> I got one. I got one that's just like it's just gray because I grabbed it at like a Michaels one day because it was like a dollar. Yeah. And then I've I've got another one that's you know like oh god it's like, uh, like Devil's Lake kind of a hat thing that I bought while down there. I am always in the hunt for a good Cubs hat because I haven't found one I like yet. But I'm like that'll be it. That'll be my lucky hat for running. There you go. Lots of hats. Lots of hats, man. I've got so many hats for it's running. Getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I've got. I have two bucket hats that are actual like running bucket hats. Mm-hmm. That's not including the two other bucket hats I have that are the um, the Ten Junk Miles bucket hats um, that I really like. Um, they're just a little my head's just really gigantic so i can't it's hard for me to wear while i'm running uh i have a fifth bucket hat that is a hoka bucket hat that camille heron signed for me oh nice that i no longer wear i keep it up in my office uh somebody signed something like that's that's no longer like a date i've got I got signed books and I love them, but I won't lend them out. Yeah. And if I read them, I'm like really careful about it just because you can't now. Right. Exactly. Um, you like accumulate gear when you run like shoes. Yeah. 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 But like socks, um, I have more sports bras than might be considered legal. I don't know <laughs> if there is a number on that, but like I'm going away forever if they ever have to count them. Um, the hats like because you you I, I think some people think you can just like rewear the gear you kind of can't like and if it's once it's disgusting it's disgusting it's got to get washed 
I think yeah. I've, I've probably met a few people uh, at the gym who do not follow that policy, and I got to tell you, I don't approve of it. I've got enough. I have enough running gear. I could probably run more than two weeks um, before having to wash everything. But Bob, what if you need to run three weeks? <laughs> See, this is this is the problem. I I wash my running gear. Um. More regularly, though, than I do my normal clothes. I feel like half of my laundry is just, like, workout stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, there's my tights. Oh, there's my tank tops. Oh, all my socks. Sock, running socks, running socks, running socks, running socks. See, here's the thing with the socks is I have, I only wear running socks now. That's not a bad idea, actually. Because. They're so good for your feet. I, I just, I have so many of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't understand why I would wear something else. I'm not going back to those bag socks when I've got these now. But then I've got another problem of, like, I have I have a series of, like, very specialized socks. Mm-hmm. Like, these, um, these Drymax socks that are, like, they're coated. It's the same stuff they make Teflon with. Wow. Okay. And the idea is like the the inner layer is hydrophobic, and the okay. outer layer is hydrophilic. Okay. Okay. So it pulls moisture away from your foot. God damn! That is amazing. And pricey. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine it is. <laughs> Don't you have wool socks too? Did you tell me that? I have. I do have. Those were for your your winter run. I wear wool socks year round. Okay. Okay. Um, because wool, I mean, wool is like you can't go wrong with wool. Okay. I mean, like you could wear giant like hunting wool socks, and that would be wrong. <laughs> but they have uh specifically like certainly smart wool has running socks. Um, for warm weather, but the brand that I like the most is Darn Tough. Okay, out of Vermont, they're Darn Tough. <laughs> their warm water, warm water, warm weather running socks are outstanding. And um, you know, I I because I'm a sweaty like I wear their warm weather socks all year, but mm. uh, those I like those a lot. Um, and so. I'm planning to start Badger in my Drymax Super Fancy Socks. Okay. Um, but if and when I need to change, what I will do is go to um, a a pair of Injiji um liner socks mm-hmm. and then have the darn tough wool socks over top of those if you had to put a number on it do you think you can guess how many pairs of socks you're going to go through in this race i'm gonna go three three okay that is a much lower number than i was gonna guess i well here's the thing like i don't I, I don't want to change my socks unless I need to. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to 
at the same time, I don't want to say, no, I'm not changing my socks because I don't, you know, I don't want to take the time to do it. Like if my feet are telling me you should probably change, like if I come into a cruise station and my feet are soaked, Mm. we're changing my socks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But one thing I do that has helped a lot for me is I douse my feet in antiperspirant. Smart. So that helps keep me a lot drier in my feet. I will tell you, back when I was just getting like socks in a bag, um, which I still have, but not the running socks are taking over. If I got like a hole in my sock, I didn't care. I was like, well, there went that pair. Now I'm like, no, I loved those. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I have a pair of socks upstairs that has a hole in a very bizarre place mm-hmm. and and I look at it and I'm like that's not gonna that'll be fine for like five mile runs <laughs> I, I think at one point I was like I'm sure I could learn to darn socks like my ancestors <laughs> before me and but you know it's not gonna be the same thing there's no way <laughs> no no not my weird all. embroidery floss will not make like a nice little patch in a in a really well-made running sock. no no yeah I mean that that is the thing that sucks is like once they go, they go. Um, and especially when you start looking at running, you're doing distance running. Like you can, you can tolerate like a lo- like little things for like a half hour, maybe mm-hmm. an hour. But once you're, once you're past that, like your feet are going to notice, you know, weirdness. And then you blister and Ugh. blistering's no fun. No, thank you. Blistering's no fun. In fact, the, so like one of the things that, I've found consistently is I get blisters uh, on my heel edge. So I'm I'm right in here and I'm pointing to, um, so the outside of my heel. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm, what I've noticed is that this, this is, this pretty consistently happens at long distance. Like this even happened at kettle mm-hmm. or not at kettle maybe yeah kettle and ice age um and i think it's the the cup or you know how like when you look at an insole most most of them have like a contour around the heel that's like supposed to cradle your heel yeah and i think that's problematic for me maybe i just have a really fat heel (laughs) or or like a you know i don't know can you put like my old standby is just a band aid like in the place where I I know I tend to get them or they they fall right off and sweat. So now we're going to talk about taping. Ooh, oh, taping. Um, I am going to the tape for sun Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'll my I I'm going to tape around my heel. Um, and then I'm also going to tape the big toe of my right foot. Okay. Um, which I've had problems with before. Okay. Um, and it's really, uh, I've, I've never had blisters anywhere else besides my heels and that big toe. So that's what I'm going to start with. And, um, so, you know, I'll actually do the tape job the night before. Okay. And, um, and uh, so that it just really 
has a lot of time to to adhere um, before it gets under stress. And uh, yeah, so I have a, a kind of a, I think I'm also, actually I'm gonna tape a little higher up on my Achilles um, where the uh, shoe rubs. I've had some problems there too, so. All Lots right. of taping. Yeah, man, you got taping down. You got a you got a team. You got a crew. You got your nutrition. You got the water. I mean, we talked about gear. Is there anything else that like you're pumped for, or you're are you looking forward to this at all, or is it mostly nerves right now? Oh no, I'm very excited. Good, 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 good. Um, I'm very excited for it, and you know, yeah definitely nervous it's um it's so much further than i've gone before Mm -hmm. you know and you look at like jumping from you know uh jumping from going from 5k to 10k to half marathon to marathon you're roughly doubling your distance each time uh, but you know, going from my 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 longest run ever was a hundred k, sixty two miles. My watch said sixty four though. Uh, <laughs> uh, now I've got to do thirty eight miles more than that, and that's that's a mar- that's more than a that's. More than fifty k more to go, mm-hmm. uh, and it's hard. It, it, it's conceptually hard to wrap my head around that, right? Of just how much further that is, and uh, you know. So yeah, it, it, there is just there is just a, a base level of nervousness. I I know that as long as I'm smart. Um, I'll get it done and I just got it. The thing I've been told and heard it in a few places now is, um, don't be a dummy in the first half. Don't be a wimp in the second. (laughs) Okay. No, that's solid advice. I like it. So, um, I'm, I'm going to stick to that and, uh, and, and go get it done. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to looking forward to seeing everyone at Dots on Friday and uh you know, um it's 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 going to be a good time. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be moments I absolutely hate it. Mm-hmm. Um I think the part that besides blisters as like a general concern, the other thing that I know I'm going to have to work through is I know I'm going to start feeling discomfort before mile 20. Mm-hmm. And I just have to, when that gets there, just have to accept it and move past it. Okay. Because it's it just, and this is something I've talked about with other runners and, you know, I've, I've even said to people, you know, it just, every race, like, by mile 20, I'm, you know, something's already hurting. And, you know, 
the other runners have told me, yeah, that sounds about right. And it's like, and to me, that that was actually very reassuring of like, okay, like, it's not that I'm doing something wrong or that I'm unprepared or I have didn't do enough volume. This is this is normal. Okay. To 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 not um to start feeling some level of discomfort pretty early. Um, you know, the mental lows um will certainly be a challenge that um I'll have to get through, uh, fortunately, you know, hopefully I don't have too many of those before I get my pacer. Um, but you know, yeah, just, it's, it's weird because there's nothing, there's nothing left to talk about about like, what can, you know, what can I do? What, what, you know, the, there's, there's no time left. Yeah. There's nothing I can change. Um, I just have to execute what I've, what I have to do and you know when I I think what's when I said that I wanted to do this episode tonight so close you know as close to the race as we could squeeze it in um, I wasn't really sure exactly how the conversation would go I wasn't sure where my headspace would be and um and i think the kind of the 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 thing that i'm realizing here in this moment is that um i i i'm just ready to go good you know it's like there's i i i thought we'd be talking more about like you know how I'm an emotional wreck, or yeah, I've okay. got these highs, or I got these lows, or I'm, you know I'm not sleeping, or or you know I'm I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that. And it's like, no, there are things I'm concerned about for sure. We talked mm-hmm. about them, but like, I'm not like terrified of them. Like, there's nothing out there that's like, okay, you know, like oh god, this is scary. It's like, like I have I know what the risks are. I know what the probable, uh, the most probable sources of trouble at the race are, and I know what I've done to prepare for that. So it's it's just yeah, it's go time. Bob, I I like I've said, I have complete confidence in you. I think you're gonna do great. Um, you are as prepped as you can be, and I am very excited for you. I'm very excited for you to do this. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, my co-host brother in arms are gonna do great <laughs> and uh yeah so i'll i will uh i'm sure there will be copious updates <laughs> um, I, yeah, I better see some update texts okay like i will send you I'll, I'll try to send you a bunch of like you can do it texts and uh some fun gifts gifts the best oh man did humanity peak when we made gifts i think we did (laughs) (laughs) what better way to explain to somebody how i feel than uh, a gift from a movie because that's wonderful i love it yeah pretty much yeah 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 um before we shut her down here um you know i do i know this is the big pre-race episode and focus on that but (laughs) you know i always want to hear how you're doing with running 
really good actually like I'm, I'm very comfortably kind of um running my 5ks i found some good trails that i've been kind of poking around oh, at Oh, nice uh there's one there's a nice one over kind of by uh there's one over by like where my brother lives where i won't give you the I won't, it's like wayne almost is the area okay. um they got they got some nice areas over there it's it's funny to find well okay so i'm like i feel like i'm all pumped and then we keep getting like bad air quality in chicago mm. so i've been mixing it up with either that running or um doing some biking and what i'll do is i'll take my bike out and i'll kind of scout out places to run so that's that's going pretty well it's it's really it's just nice it's i'm still doing my lunch runs nice they're really nice i'm probably quitting my gym because i just don't need them anymore i don't need them anymore <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's it's always good. My shoes are getting to the point where I probably need to replace them, which always makes me kind of happy. Oh, you're like, oh, <laughs> oh darn, no. I have, have to replace off some to Dick shoes. Ponds. <laughs> I think the last time I was there, there was almost like a rainbow over it, and I think I sent you a picture, and I was like, it's Dick Ponds. <laughs> I, I Every time I think about going there, like I, I get that image my head that like um that meme from grand theft auto of the guy like <laughs> oh shit here we go again here we go again <laughs> and no it's, it, it's weird though because like my hips have been aching lately so i've been okay. trying to do like hip strengthening exercises and the yeah. day i'm not running um and I, th- I think that's just a matter of like i'm getting older and something new has decided to, to enter the fray because it used to just be my knees yeah the uh, the hip stuff is that that's one of the i think that's getting older sure i think that's just a as you're running more regularly again mm-hmm. you know it's it, hips are one of those things that you're going to notice sooner um especially since like like you i have a i have a sitting work job so most of my right. day is sitting so i'm trying to like make sure i stretch out my hip flexors and finding different different stretches i can do which is it's very annoying but it just has to be done i think the most beneficial thing i've found um besides the um the handful of uh stretches has Mm -hmm. been the sideline leg lifts oh okay i was i was doing a lot of like um like uh what are they called like crab shells clam shells clam shells but yeah that's smart i'll do those too i i've got a couple of like youtube videos that are like 20 minutes long they're like here's just for your hips i'm like this is where we are (laughs) clam shells i hate them i truly hate them i don't they feel very awkward for some reason i don't like them so i i had a physical therapist once look at my legs and my hips and he goes Oh, that's unusual. And I was like, "What? What's what's unusual? Wait, what's Don't that? just what's say unusual? that." And he goes, "You have the weirdest shaped legs I've ever seen." I'm like, "There is no need to say why. Why How can I fix them?" And he was like, "I guess through a lot of clamshells." And I was like, "Well, this will never get fixed then. <laughs> like, that can't be the primary no. thing that's going to save me. It won't happen." Try the side lying leg lifts. Um, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Yeah, <laughs> I Jane like Fonda. that. Yeah. Uh, those those are great. I I. I aim to do those almost every night. Just yeah. And as you get stronger, like I have, um, I have ankle weights that I do with them too. Oh, that's nice. So um, I think the first day, the first day after I noticed it, I was so annoyed because it was like hips, hips. You've never been a problem. What's the deal? <laughs> I know, right? It's just what? Why? Why? Oh, you what? You just want to jump into the fray with everybody else? Come on. Were you? Were you jealous? 
Yeah, what, what, you were like, all oh, my other friends are going to the party. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it's going well. So, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Good. Very good. I always appreciate you asking. Yeah. Here on <laughs> here in the podcast where you're going to run 100 miles, and I'm like, still doing good. <laughs> Holding that at three miles. <laughs> but, you know, I think what, you know... If we if we take a step back for a moment and you know this the entire kind of idea around this came from you know an interest in in what people go through with their running mm-hmm. you know and my my particular journey right now is to finish a hundred mile race mm-hmm. but what has been so interesting throughout this entire podcast as we've been talking um for 14 episodes now 13 episodes dang yeah um has been for anybody who's listening you know i envision i envision a couple of different types of listeners you know you got somebody you got people who are um looking to who are interested in running 100 miles and want to see what that experience is like and what I what I've gone through and try to take something away from that or even decide whether or not they want to try it um you've got I think you have people who have run 100 milers or are ultra runners you know who haven't done hundreds yet and um and they can hear you know they might find it interesting to hear you know how my experience compares to what they went through um but then you also have people who i might not have any interest in running 100 or running ultras at all and but are just fascinated by the the world of it and want to see hear more about it um and regardless of which group you may fall into or another group, which I haven't thought of here on the spot, but you know, as for everything I'm talking about, like in, in like obsessing over on the other side of the coin, you're just, you're just out running, just having a great time, just having fun and relaxing. You know, I, I think that's, it's important to remember that like, on a on a certain level like i'm very jealous of that <laughs> like seriously like i like to me like i would love to be at a place where i could just not have another race on the schedule not have something that i'm just pushing myself towards mm-hmm. um and to get to a point of like just you know i'm just doing this purely for fun you know what what i've gone through to this point what has been like no i want to prove something to myself and um i don't know if after badger if i will feel like i have proven that to myself mm-hmm. or if if i have proven something to myself and now I, i'll manufacture up something else that i want to do or if i'll be able to kind of mentally pull myself back a little bit and say no you know everything we do we're just doing for fun and so if you if you 
you know, any of the other stuff that's on the schedule. Like if, if it happens and it's great, if it doesn't, but it's a, it's an interesting dichotomy and, you know, there is a love of the sport there, whether you're someone like me who is going to the nth degree over everything, or if it's someone like you, who's just going out and running. I will say I've really I have really enjoyed uh, talking to you about it as well, Bob, because we've kind of talked. I think we've talked about like what's your why before, yeah. and like there. I think it really not that I haven't thought about like because when you when you run any distance, I feel like eventually you get asked like, are you going to run a marathon? Um, and it was always something I was like, nah, I don't know. And the more the more I talked to you, the more I really thought about it. I'm like, why do you want to go further? Like, what are we doing here? And the answer was very interestingly, like solidly no. Yeah. Which is, I, I think there's this really interesting thing to do with yourself, no matter what you're doing, where it is just really good to see where this, this thing you're doing fits in your life. Yeah. Like I always joke with people, I'm taking a pottery class and I'm, I'm the worst potter in this class. This is not like, this is not like a disparaging thing or anything like that. Like I just am. Okay. Like it's almost comical to see other people's yeah. pots and then mine. But even so yesterday I was really proud of myself cause I, I, you know, it, they started to look better is what happened. And yeah. we, my teacher likes to say like, you know, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes progress. Yeah. And I love that. And I, I just, it was really interesting for me to look at something like running something I've been doing for so, so long. Just kind of, just I originally, like I've said, I've done, I did it with my dad because I kind of liked hanging out with my dad and I wanted to do this. You know, now I'm a fully grown adult. I'm just doing it by myself. Like, why am I still doing this? And in, the answer was just like, you just solidly enjoy it, but it doesn't, you don't need to do anything else with it, which is, I am not... I I joke with friends that like my my personality is that I don't do I tend to overdo like mm-hmm. I overbook I tell myself I have to get an A when A's don't exist anymore outside of high school that kind of thing so to have something like this in my life where it's just like this is fine like it was nice knowing that I can do something like that and and to have it be something like running yeah and, and that's and that's such a great story um, that you know what. What what I like about that story is it's it's a just a very healthy and happy <laughs> point of place to be at you know it's there's so many um, this this came up on Reddit recently where you know somebody pointed out that everything seems to be about marathons mm-hmm. like you just said oh you're not a real runner if you you are marathons, and there's definitely. A it's the l- dumbest sentence any human being could ever. I mean, maybe there's some yeah. stupider ones, but you're not a real runner unless you're in a marathon. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, I know that happens to people, and like when I when I went to run a marathon, it wasn't like I didn't care that other people were doing it. I and to be honest, I really didn't even understand what road running culture was Mm -hmm. at that time i was just like i'm happy i managed to run a 10k i wonder if i could do this yeah but what what i have come to find in the running world is that yeah there is all of this focus on the marathon and you know somebody asked on reddit why is ever why is the marathon pushed so much and there were a lot of comments on that thread and um they had a lot of good points like a marathon is uh you know 
it is really hard. It is a good goal if you yeah. if you do want to push yourself and test. But there was something that I noticed was very much missing from everybody else's comments. Follow the money. Okay. Okay. Now let's think about this. The Chicago Marathon draws 45,000 runners, more than a million spectators Mm -hmm. to downtown Chicago. All of those people are spending lots of money. Yeah. Many of them are staying in hotels, eating dinner in the local community. Um, As much as everyone hates the traffic and the, the disruption, all of the businesses that are making money support it. Um, so they keep funneling that in because there's 45,000 people running the Chicago marathon. How many, you know, every shoe company would like a piece of that. Um, and it, the same is true for the other big marathons and even smaller marathons. There's a lot of money involved. And now you combine the fact that the marathon is truly a a good challenging distance and event to try and go out and do along with it's probably the most lucrative distance out yeah. there of course it's pushed of course marketing says this is this is what you should do that's probably a marathon runner and it's like if you if you want to push yourself to do that that's great like there's nothing wrong with wanting to see how far you can go on something, but I think it's equally as important to just have things that like I'm bad at this, but it brings me joy. Right. I'm middle at th- I, I'm a I'm a C student at this, but honestly, I'm having fun because that was the other thing I was kind of waiting for you to bring up. Did anybody say like you know marathon's kind of fun? No one says that. Come on, because <laughs> I, I mean like I, I mean I've but I've been to marathons to cheer people on. Um, I've known people who did it for like charities. I've known people who did it for to see if they could do it. But, you know, like, it's not a bad, it's not bad to have something in your life where you're like, I'm, I just think this is fun. Yeah. This I, is just nice. I mean, I do know a few people who, who take marathons, I won't say they jog it, but they don't take it super seriously. And they like them because it gives them an opportunity to travel yeah. and to, you know, see a city. Um, and, and there's truth in that. I think um, there's lots of reasons to do anything. Yeah. I, I just, it, it does... You know, it does upset me to a degree, though, to know that there are people out there who are, you know, who get caught up in the marketing of it and mm-hmm. are like, I have to, like, you know, like, it'd be like, you know, it, much as I've joked at times about, like, getting you to come run a half marathon <laughs> or something, like, like you know, I, 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 I would I would hate for you to come do something that you really didn't want to do just because I pressured you into doing it. And a lot of people are doing things and running like that, that just because they feel that pressure, you know, they feel that FOMO to Mm -hmm. a degree, Um, you know, and like if you if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about running 100 miles and your heart's not in it, like if you've listened this far and you've got my story and you hear why I want to do it and you don't have something like that that you can point to and say this is go- this is what's going to push me through the- and it's not just the race mm-hmm. you know the race is going to be hard and i know that but think about the 2000 miles i've run in the last year to get here 
think about all of the nights I've gone out for a run after putting Izzy to bed because that was the only time I could run or gotten up super early on a Saturday all of like giving up my um giving up like video game time that I used to do a lot and used to enjoy um you know not going out with friends on some nights because I've got to get a run in and like if if you have that why if you have that drive it's going to be worth it for you but if if you don't have something that you can point to don't feel like well, a hundred miles is the new marathon and I got to go do it. You don't have to, you know, if you want to come do it, great. We'd love to have you, but don't, don't make yourself miserable. You can always hang with your good friend Sass who's going to run a mile and then go get brunch. It's mimosa oh, night. <laughs> that sounds great. That's what I usually do. I tell my friends and I say like, let's go run, uh, let's go in a 5k. We'll find a race. And then afterwards it's pancakes and mimosas. <laughs> That's just perfect. And even if you don't want to run the race, I'm like, still come. Like, it's pancakes and mimosas. It's, it's, hey, guys, it's brunch. It's brunch. Come on. It's brunch. Who doesn't love a brunch? And I, I'm I'm glad that we talk about that because I really do feel like that there is so much pressure on people to, to not just enjoy something, not just try something. Because, you know, if you're not, I don't know, running 100 miles or running a marathon or having, like, a great big goal. And if you have a great big goal, that's wonderful. Like, that's awesome. But you can also just kind of try to incorporate something into your life because maybe it's going to bring your life a little more joy yeah. or you're going to, you know, get, I don't know. I, I love go. I, part of the reason I love running is because it gets me outside and I love yeah. being outside. So that just makes me feel better. Right. Yeah. So, you know, this is the, you can do it podcast 2023. Do it. <laughs> Good. Do, do what you want to do. Don't do what you feel like you have to. Yeah. That's and like, the moral it, of the story. And what's great is that if you find something that even if you like, even if your other friends aren't into it, I guarantee you, you can find a community of people who do want to. If you if you're listening to this, you found this podcast. You got so, two psychos talking about running. <laughs> I mean, that you know that's an excellent point. Like, I've I think about like, I've always been the guy who's like willing to like jump up and go do an adventure at the drop of a hat um go do something crazy you know i'm the guy who's who, who called his friends as vaccines are being introduced it was like hey you guys want to go bike denali <laughs> um it somehow got two people to go with me like i you know i'm kind of like that i'm always up for anything and you know i just honestly a lot of people i i know locally aren't really into that um and uh so you know even when i got into the running community like when i started with the road runners i love all of my road running friends at the run club darn there's just not a lot of interest in trail running and ultra distances um and that's fine it's a different beast it's not what they enjoy uh so you know as i'm kind of like going through this it's like you know i still felt like for a lot of things i'm doing things alone and then it's i get involved in 10 junk miles and the community that's there and it's like ha i finally found my people these are the people who are going to encourage my lunacy (laughs) 
<laughs> one of us, one of us. <laughs> it's it, it's true though, and it's like it's. I think when you start on any kind of new hobby and you think like I'm all alone in this, nobody wants to do this with me. Sometimes it can take a little bit. It's a little bit of footwork, but the more you get involved in the thing you love, the more people you meet, and yeah. that's the key to it. Because if you run into like if you're very into something and you run into a community that's just very negative and like you're like what the hell. Never think that that's the only group of people involved in that because yeah. they're not. You you just you kind of have to keep going, and I know it's very frustrating. It's sort of like as an adult, you're like, how do you make an adult? How do you as an adult? How do you make friends in your 30s and 40s? And it's like my advice is always find the thing you like, and then go find other people who like that thing. Yep. It Absolutely. doesn't matter what thing is. Thing can be anything. <laughs> yep. Yep. It can even be like, you know fictitious relationships between fictitious characters i don't know who does who does that that's I, weird no idea <laughs> that's straight who would talk about that for hours on end and pause tv shows <laughs> to discuss the feelings between two characters who are not even real <laughs> and possibly put pen to paper and then publish said stories for all the world to see i don't know anybody like i don't that. know I that's don't know. weird it's a weird hobby bob <laughs> why would you bring that up <laughs> Uh, but all right. I think um, I think we're about time to to wrap it up. But um, you know, I th- this is I, this has been um, this has been a fun one. Uh, it's been fun doing this podcast, and uh, you know, we will certainly have an episode after the race. Um, at some point, I will be kind of um unavailable for a little bit after so it's not going to come right away it'll be a couple weeks down the line so um you know for anyone listening to this in the distant future um you're going to have the next episode available for you right as soon as you're done um so good for you speaking of last little note so there are a few people i know who are um powering through the podcast trying to listen to every episode before saturday who is that nice person dang there are a couple people are you kidding what yeah um and what i'm really interested and i'm gonna see some of them on saturday on friday night what i'm really interested to hear from them is which one of us they like more is it me it's always you yes killing it and podcasting let here's the deal um, they almost don't want me to come if I'm not bringing you. No, that can't be true. It's all, it's pretty true. Uh, That's very sweet, but I don't believe that. Uh, but what I'm really curious to hear from the folks who have been listening, um, recently and been powering through it is to get their perspective on like how the podcast has evolved from when we started. Oh, that's really interesting. I'd like to hear that as well. Because I think, I think like when we started like everything going to tunnel Hill, there was, while I may have acknowledged the possibility of DNF, like I don't know that like I really believed that it was possible. Yeah. I don't think it's something we discussed. Um, and you know, and how, how things have changed and pivoted, you know, since then. So, um, hopefully I'll have some interesting talking points 
for um for that for next time we get together um but yeah if uh you know if you're going to be at badger this weekend uh we'll see you there and uh, salute all the people at badger you're gonna it's gonna be fun and bob you're gonna do great let's get her done let's get her done all right thank you all have a wonderful rest of your day